Welcome to Living Life. Uh, my wife and I, we have this one daughter. Her name is Caitlin, and she's seven years old. And as she's getting older and older, we realize it's more difficult for us to discipline her. So we're always trying different ways, new ways, to find ways to discipline her and new ways for her to understand that she is doing something wrong. Uh, for example, when she gets angry at us, when she gets annoyed at us, uh, we ask her questions. Instead of yelling, we say, hey, Caitlin, uh, who do you love more? Do you love yelling at me more? Or do you love me more? And we often hope that she chooses me as the answer. Other times when we tell her to stop going on the phone or stop using the tablet, she gets annoyed at us as well. We say, Caitlin, what do you love more? Do you love the tablet more? Or do you love me, your dad, more? And once again, we hope that she chooses me. All these times we discipline her is because we love her so much. It's not because we want her to not have things, but it comes off of a place of love. Uh, today, as we explore Jeremiah 2, we see the love of God in action as well. And even though he disciplines his people, he does it from a place of love. So let's look at today's passage together. Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. The word of the Lord came to me. Go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth, how as a bride you loved me and followed me through the wilderness, through a land not sown. Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest. All who devoured her were held guilty, and disaster overtook them, declares the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, you descendants of Jacob, all you clans of Israel. This is what the Lord says. What fault did your ancestors find in me, that they strayed so far from me? They followed worthless idols and became worthless themselves. They did not ask, Where is the Lord who brought us up out of Egypt and led us through the barren wilderness, through a land of deserts and ravines, a land of drought and utter darkness, a land where no one travels and no one lives? I brought you into a fertile land to eat its fruit and rich produce, but you came and defiled my land and made my inheritance detestable. The priests did not ask, Where is the Lord? Those who deal with the law did not know me. The leaders rebelled against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal, following worthless idols. God speaks to Jeremiah again. He gives him his word. And today's passage, starting from verse 2, God says, Go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth, how as a bride you loved me and followed me through the wilderness, through a land not sown. Now, at this passage, God speaks to his people as a husband will speak of his wife. And he remembers all the times that the Israelites responded like a loving wife and followed God and his instructions. As a matter of fact, in verse 3, this is what it says. Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest, all who devoured her were held guilty, and disaster overtook them, declares the Lord. God was with his people throughout history. God was with the Israelites, and whoever went against Israel, 
God was against them. That's how much he loved his bride, Israel. The problem was the people, they stopped loving God back. In the beginning, they followed God. They loved God. And they showed their love through their different actions. They offered offerings to God. They followed his instructions, and they kept straight on that path because of their love for God. You see, love is meant to be an action. When the Bible talks about love, it's never just a feeling that we have. It's never just something that we think about or something that's in our hearts. But love was meant to be shown in actions. Uh, for example, if I tell my wife every day that I love her, but I do nothing about it, do I truly love her? If I tell my parishioners every time I meet them, I love you, I love you, I love you, but do not do anything for them, instead just expect them to serve me in different ways, do I truly love them? The answer is, of course, no. God wants us to show our love to him, to be able to follow him like the Israelites used to do, and to be able to listen and listen to his instructions and do everything that God had asked them to do. The problem is, it's difficult for this love to last. In the beginning, it's full of passion. Uh, they've just met God. They're able to do all of this. But later on, it just slowly dies and dies and dies again. They forget about all the things that God had done for them. Uh, there was this book a few years back written by Peter Greer. It's called Mission Drift. And he talks about all these different institutions, these organizations, these colleges that began with a Christian mission that was supported by Christian values but slowly drifted away. And the reason why they drifted away was often because uh, they were pressured by society or they did it for their own financial gain. And they were willing to give up their Christian ideals for them to be able to grow larger in the world. Uh, they chose the world instead of choosing the path to God. And that's oftentimes we do that as well. When the opportunity comes to choose God or the world, we tend to falter and choose the world instead. In verse 6, this is what it says about the Israelites. It says, They did not ask, Where is the Lord who brought us out of Egypt and led us through the barren wilderness, through a land of deserts and ravines, a land of drought and utter darkness, a land where no one travels and no one lives? It says, I brought you into a fertile land to eat its fruit and rich produce, but you came and defiled my land and made my inheritance detestable. God said, You have forgotten me. You have forgotten all the amazing things that I did for you. And he brings up this idea of Exodus. You see, the story of Exodus is one of the most important stories for the Israelite history. It was a time when God showed his love, his mercy, his grace, and he showed his presence in the lives of his own chosen people. And he did so many things. He took care of them daily through manna in the heavens, through quails, through fire in the sky, everything. He led them in the deserts. Yet the people, they forgot about this. They knew of God through their minds and their knowledge, but they forgot the love that God gave to them. And they stopped following God. And instead, they started following idols. When given the opportunity to choose between the world and choosing God, they ended up choosing the world. The last verse of today's passage, it says, The priest did not ask, Where is the Lord? Those who deal with the law did not know me. The leaders rebelled against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal, following worthless idols. They ended up choosing worthless idols, idols that they made out of their own hands instead of remembering God. The challenge I want to give today, everyone, is we must remember the love of God. We must remember the love of God. And the easiest way for us to remember the love of God is to remember Jesus Christ. You know, God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to live for us, to die for us, 
but also be raised from the dead from us. We are about a month removed from Easter, and during Easter, it was so easy for us to remember the cross and remember the love of Jesus Christ. But now a month has passed. Do you still remember that love? Are you still holding on to the cross of Jesus Christ in your life? If not, today is the day to remember the love of God once again. Today is the day to remember the love of God, and not only just remember with our minds and our hearts, but also to show it in our actions, to be able to show the love of God to Him and to love others as well. That is the mission that God has given us. God loves us so that we may be able to love others as well. This is a famous sonnet by the author Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Uh, she starts off with this. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. Uh, it's a sonnet, it's a poem that she wrote for all the different ways that she loves her husband. It's a very beautiful poem. I want to take this poem today, I want to take this as a challenge for everyone out there. Uh, let us remember how much we love God and let us literally count the ways. Uh, we could focus on the cross of Jesus Christ as mentioned before. Let's also remember that God is a personal and God is a very intimate God, that he has a personal relationship with each and every one of us. And he shows his power and he shows his love for us in many different ways. So today, before we begin this day, let's think about all the different ways that God has shown his love for me. All the different ways that God was in my life and was able to show his love, even though we were not able to recognize it. And let us remember the love of God and let us be able to use that love to carry us today. Let us pray. Holy Father God, we thank you so much for the love that you have given us. Uh, even though we are sinners, even though we don't deserve any of this love, you have poured out your grace upon us and you have loved us. And we know so because you have sent your Son, Jesus Christ, for us. Today, Lord, let us be able to remember this love. Let us be able to remember the amazing love that you have given us and let us be able to return this love not only to you, but to our brothers and sisters as well. Every opportunity that we have, let us be able to show the love that you have given us. And all the people who see our good works, not glorify us, but instead glorify your amazing love for this world. We thank you. We love you. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world that is in prosa, see Jesus.